Welcome to Wellspring on the Air, where professional Christian counselors share practical life and Bible insights. Why? Because hearts and minds matter. We're glad you joined our show today to hear from our host, Tova Kreps, president of Wellspring Counseling in Miami. Tova is a licensed therapist with many years of experience as a Christian counselor. Tova teaches, writes, and consults, and Life FM is pleased to have Wellspring Counseling restoring hearts and minds in our community. Hi there, I'm Lindsay Steffen, a licensed mental health counselor at Wellspring and co-host for today's Wellspring on the Air. Tova is out today, but I'm excited to talk with Wellspring co-founder and therapist, Christine Schlotman. Welcome, Christine. Hello, Lindsay. It's great to be here. Yes. So today we're going to be doing a two-part series on caring for people in ministry. So today we'll be focusing on the experience and particular challenges of people in ministry. And then the next week we'll focus on how churches and individuals can care well and meet the needs practically for people in ministry and their families. All right. Well, Christine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Okay. Well, I've been, my husband and I have been with Crew, which is was originally Campus Crusade for Christ for Oh, gosh, many, many years. We started in 1981 and have been in different countries and different places over these years. In 1983, we went to Ecuador, South America, for eight years. And during that time, I learned many, many things about the missionary life and world. And I didn't grow up in a Christian family, so this was all a very new experience for me. And it really helped me to broaden my view of what it means to be a, in Christian ministry full-time and how to not only understand that for myself, but how to help other people that are in those situations. During that time, we had our three children, wow. and we were completely culturally immersed. Our mission at the time, and still really, is a mission of national missionaries. So we were the only Americans for the first probably four or five years we were there. And our Ecuadorian staff initially didn't know quite what to do with us mm -hmm. because we were the first ones that went. But wow, eventually, we were the guinea pigs. We were the <laughs> guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> but in retrospect, it was really a great experience because, as I said, we were fully immersed in the culture and really forced, for me especially, to learn the language, the culture, the people, okay. how people thought, lived, and just all of those things that had I been probably more with an American mission group in that country, I would have had less exposure to that full immersion experience. Yeah. Well, you really, yeah, it wasn't like going to another country and then you stepping into kind of an American bubble there. You were just fully one of the people, it sounds like, and adopted their culture and maybe customs even. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Learned how to cook their food. Wow. And okay. I learned Spanish there. We had an Ecuadorian single woman doctor that lived in our home with us. And I learned her Spanish. Her brother yeah. said I speak like her. Okay. <laughs> so I had my in-house um, language helper, which was really oh, amazing. That's A very awesome. unique experience. And I think you've talked to me before a little about your experience, and she was even just like a friend in that mm -hmm. time, right? And mm -hmm. someone 
because yeah we'll kind of we'll go into some of the challenges of being a missionary or a person in ministry but I know we've talked some just about feeling separated or some of the loneliness that can Mm -hmm. come so we'll dive into that today well before we do go forward what about the different types of missionaries you mentioned Mm. there's different kind of categories I guess right well we have in the missionary arena, there are those that are long-term international missionaries who go from their own country to another country and probably are there anywhere from four-plus years, would be considered more long-term. Okay. And then there are missionaries that go short-term. We have many, many short-term missions that go out for anywhere from a week to a month or two months, sometimes a year or two. And depending on the needs, depending on the mission, et cetera, there are missionaries that are in the U.S. that Mm -hmm. are ministering to people here in this country. And our current situation is we live in Miami, but we travel on short-term trips into Latin America and the Caribbean. So there's all sorts of types of missionaries. There's missionaries that do evangelism, those that do church planting, And those that are more behind the scenes, doing administrative work, doing operations, crisis management. Wow. So many needs, I hear, as you're listing all the... so many needs. All the workers is, yeah, there's so many needs, obviously, that need to be met. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, it's just important to mention that the people that are doing the work behind the scenes are just as important as the people that are out on the front lines. Yeah. Because were they not there holding down the fort, so to speak, then those that are out on the front lines wouldn't be able to do what they do. Absolutely. That makes me think even here, maybe more practically for our listeners living here in the U.S. and likely in the Miami area, just maybe thinking of our pastors, youth pastors, Mm -hmm. worship leaders, that they're kind of the frontline people, but all the staffing and volunteers that go into keeping a church or ministry Mm -hmm. running. Exactly. Everyone has an important role. Yeah. Even at Wellspring, Mm -hmm. we have our counselors kind of on the front lines, but then we think of our our billing manager, Mm -hmm. office managers, and without them, we would crumble and we know it. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think are some of the particular challenges that people in ministry or even more specifically missionaries from your experience, what do they face as a Christian counselor? What do you see maybe mental health wise or just other kind of practical needs that they need met? Mm. Well, I think one of the big things that I've seen, particularly in the missionary community, is that lack of consistency of where you live. Often people are moving different homes within a country or different countries. And if you're not moving, those around you are moving. So there's a great period often of transition, of rootlessness, feeling separated from friends, the loss of relationships. And I think, honestly, even in our transient society here in the U.S., we're seeing that very commonly also in our churches and pastors and leaders coming and going and then church members coming and going. So there's this sense of we are in transition and we're often always saying goodbye to people and then meeting new people and starting again. So that, Mm. that creates its own level of... Often anxiety, loneliness is a big factor. 
sounds like grief as you describe it you actually maybe a loss hasn't happened that you think of like someone has died but really you are you're losing a community or close friendships and Mm -hmm. i think it can be experienced in the same way as Mm -hmm. the death of someone right at times right so that is a very very common experience and and i think of leaders in our churches then when people leave that are leaders and Mm -hmm. volunteers and they leave the church because they move away or for whatever reasons, you go through a period of loss and grief. Yeah. And because someone that was there that was important is no longer there. Okay. So there's, it's not just Christian workers, it's in general, but I think particularly in this population, Yeah. we feel that. Yeah. And what else? Anything else that stands out to you for missionaries or even just Christian workers, some of the challenges mm-hmm. they face? Well, again, if we were to go in the international realm, the, the missionary mm-hmm. realm, there are many, depending on where you are, possibly physical challenges as far as your physical safety may be at risk, mm-hmm. depending on what your mission is or what country you're in. I remember there was a situation when we were in Ecuador where there was a political situation that happened with the U.S. and a country that was in the region. And we were told, do not go to the malls, do not walk in the streets if you're an American or North American. And you just need to lay low because there are rioters, people are very upset. So I felt for the first time living in that country, because I felt very safe there, Mm -hmm. but suddenly I felt unsafe. Okay. Because of where I was from. Wow. So that was just an example of, and it was very minor and it didn't last a long time, but I think about people that are living in unsafe places day in and day out and right. what that does to them. The level of trauma being trauma, experienced. Yeah, offer, being in survival mode. Exactly. Yeah. Hypervigilance. Of course, we have many people in the world that are their lives are at risk because right. of their faith. And I pray often, and I encourage our listeners to pray for those that are in persecuted places, the believers who are suffering for their faith. And there are many, and there are organizations that really provide insight and information to inform our churches here in this, the Western world of how to remember those that are suffering Mm -hmm. and be in prayer for them and give to them as well. Right. Help support them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think here in the U.S., we don't as often experience that physical risk. But I do. I think of how our church leaders and people in ministry and then abroad as well experience spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, do you have any thoughts on that mm-hmm. from your experience? Yes, this is this is a huge area of and we really need to be informed. Mm-hmm. I think as. Yeah all of us as believers in Christ, of that we are in a battle. And the enemy hates us, hates what we do, hates who we are, and will try to kill and destroy that which we do. And I just think it's so important to remind each other of that and to also be in prayer and have that awareness for our leaders. We're told in the Word to be praying for our leaders and to support them in those ways. I think that the reality is we're often targeted. Those Mm -hmm. that are in Christian ministry work are a target for the enemy if he can bring us down. And one of the biggest ways that happens is through discouragement, depression, possibly uh, through our children, our families, or extended families for single people. We see that there are a lot of things that can 
go awry yeah. that the enemy might want to use to distract us from God's calling us to do. Right. So that awareness that we, yes, are in a battle is really important and to be praying and supporting one another and reminding each other that we are not alone and we need to really stand together in that battle. Yeah, I guess in in prayer and also just almost with an expectancy, I think of the verse how, you know, in the world you will have trial, mm-hmm. but take heart, I've overcome the world. And just to know that if you are someone in ministry in particular, that likely there will be hard circumstances that come because as Christians, whatever we're carrying out as unto the Lord is important work. But this work, especially of evangelizing and carrying the gospel, of course, Satan wants to stop that. So mm-hmm. just really having your prayer team and your support system and, and being ready when those trials come. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should not be surprised. Right. Exactly. Almost expecting. Expecting, as you said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Christine. We're going to take a short break. And I'm Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air. We'll be right back. Wellspring now offers professional Christian counseling at six locations in Dade County. Therapists are now taking clients at two new locations, one at Crossbridge, Miami Springs, and Key Biscayne. For more information, 786-573-7010 or wellspringmiami.org for more information. And we're back. I'm Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air, and I'm here today with our co-founder and therapist, Christine Schlotman. We're talking today about caring for people in ministry with an emphasis on caring for missionaries, international missionaries. We're doing a two-part series, so make sure you tune in. This is part one. We're talking about the particular challenges people in ministry face and some of the experiences that they have. And next week, we'll be talking about how individuals and churches can really support and come around these Christian workers and people in ministry. So we have been talking about some of the challenges that missionaries and people in ministry face. And we've talked about having separations, loneliness, the cultural stresses, physical risks, spiritual warfare. Um, And we'll just continue that discussion, Christine. So... What what comes to mind when you think of some of the particular challenges people in ministry face? Well, I think the one that stands out, another one that stands out to me is the area of interpersonal relationships. And actually, this is statistically stated and proven that the number one reason that missionaries return from the field is because of conflict on their mission teams. Wow, okay. That's so, surprising to me. Yes. Yeah. So you see how that's even used, which should be a force Mm -hmm. for good and kind of binding together and being strong. But even that can be divisive, I guess. Mm -hmm. And again, when we talk about spiritual warfare, this is one of the areas the enemy works in. Uh, What happens is people have misunderstandings. They don't Mm -hmm. really communicate well. Okay. Or they hold resentments and don't forgive. Yeah. And in the cross-cultural setting, again, there's the cultural issues sometimes get confusing. Okay. Like we in our country, we would do it this way, but in this country, we would do it that way. Yeah. I was speaking with a missionary team uh, several years back who had people from five different countries on the missionary team, and yet a sixth country. Oh, my goodness. So they were having a lot of challenges yeah. and difficulties. 
I can imagine. Yeah, the cultural <laughs> dynamics there. Right. That would be so hard because, yeah, you don't have kind of that commonality and you don't have an understanding mm-hmm. of each other's communication. Correct. And even just because tone, you know, mm-hmm. country to country. Some people, I think sometimes in Spanish, you just say, give it to me, you know, and that's not rude. <laughs> but if I said that to you at work, that would probably come across as rude. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, that's, again, true even in our own churches yeah. and, and missions locally right that we don't even have to be from another country to misunderstand each other right that's even a, speaking english the same language exactly yeah it's a common theme in our human relationships is that we will because of what we're bringing into the relationship from our yeah. own past our own experiences mm-hmm. we will interpret things from our own filter yeah i hear that so kind of That's so important thinking of missionaries on the field or in Christian ministry here, even in the States, is knowing your past and having dealt with that. So, of course, Mm -hmm. as counselors, that's a big big topic that we would Mm -hmm. definitely have a bias towards. Mm -hmm. But I do, I hear, let's say if you were conflict avoidant and growing up, you didn't see arguing or even conflict dealt with well, you're probably not going to do that well as an adult if you haven't learned. And Mm -hmm. so then we have things come up, really big issues in church or on the field, and people don't know how to deal with it or talk about it. Exactly. That's that's a good good point. And I think to be able to understand ourselves well is, as you said, important. So I encourage people to think about what is triggering you in this situation of conflict. For example, you have a strong reaction to a situation with a in a relationship or in a church or with your leaders, whatever it is. So you have to be able to step back and say, what is happening right now? Hmm. What are my thoughts about this situation? What are my emotions? Where do I feel it in my body? Yeah. How disturbing is this? Zero to 10. Give it a number. 10, say 10 is the worst. Mm-hmm. So you actually are doing some self-analysis yeah. about what's happening in me. And then what did I do to cope with that situation? And how does this feel mm-hmm. familiar to me? I'll often ask that question of people when they're in a conflict. Does this feel familiar? Have you ever had an experience like this in the past? And Likely something comes up, I'm exactly, guessing. Exactly, <laughs> yes. So as we say, as we understand that, then we can say, okay, so yeah, my mother was like this leader or like this church member. They remind me of blank. So then we can begin to say, okay, that's probably connected. The past is connected to the present, which is leading you to this place of interpersonal conflict. And maybe a stronger reaction than normally you would expect. Yeah, so it's really this conflict we're having. It's all my emotions about that, plus all these emotions from growing up Mm -hmm. with my mom. So it's a lifetime of emotion coming out. And you're not really just dealing with the present issue at hand. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. And I think that even outside of Christian ministry, just in general to our audience, I think that's a lot of our triggers and high anxieties and areas that we just can't seem to get unstuck from from Mm -hmm. it usually it is rooted in something from the past that's familiar and is being triggered now in a present situation Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. great i think you're just talking about self-awareness exactly knowing why do you think feel behave the way you do and at wellspring counseling that's definitely something we love to work on with people and explore so we always give a plug that if if you're someone who is experiencing some of these issues that we're talking about today, you know, look us up on our website, wellspringmiami.org, and maybe um, there's some things you can get unstuck from in your life. Mm-hmm. 
So okay. I, I think too that if I would call it a, the tragedy maybe of this when it's unchecked and we don't really understand and we're not self-aware, this can be divisive in mm. our teams, in our churches, in our missions. Yeah. And missions and churches and groups that have amazing vision and God is doing amazing things and then we get tripped up in these yeah. interpersonal situations that we're not dealing with and not moving forward with. Yeah. And this can destroy it. Yeah. I've destroy, seen it happen. Sure. Destroy yeah. full ministries. I mm-hmm. mean, even I've, I've experienced hearing of things shutting down, mm-hmm. ministries, nonprofits, mm-hmm. you know, here or, yeah, abroad, teams breaking up. I was a part of that. And I know it's very painful. And the people, I think, that who are also are affected, of course, are the nationals, mm-hmm. the people who have been ministered to and loved by these Right. Christian workers, people in ministry, and then when it falls apart, that's very painful mm-hmm. for not just, of course, the missionaries, but the people they were serving. So yeah. we love if before going to the field, I know Christine would definitely agree with this from our conversation that you need to do your own work. Mm-hmm. You need to, before going into ministry or becoming a missionary, you need to know yourself through and through and be able to identify quickly your issues and your own baggage coming out because the the people you are affecting i mean that that goes out wide you Mm -hmm. might be some of the few christian workers even in a country and so you are wanting to of course bring a healthy um positive experience and really introduce them to the gospel without baggage and emotional things getting in the way of the work Mm mm-hmm And I think as we think about our church situations, too, that even if you're not involved in the conflict, but you're a witness to, you too are impacted. Yes, okay. And so there's secondary losses here. Yeah. And I know people that have left church, Mm -hmm. never want to have a church experience again because of the conflict and the unresolved and the things that were never really addressed. Right. And that's that's heartbreaking. It is. It really is. That you would leave church and, and even at times walk away from the faith right, exactly. because people couldn't resolve conflict, mm-hmm. which is really, it should be an elementary basic life skill we have, but it's amazing how many of us don't have that as adults mm-hmm. and have to learn it in our 20s, even 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the Bible talks a lot about how to yeah. interrelate with one another. How many, I forget how many, one another verses there are in the Bible. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. About loving one another, speaking the truth in love, forgiving, having compassion. Right. So I hear that these things are not just things that would be nice for us to do, but we're actually commanded to do. And that's a convicting but wonderful reminder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on and maybe talk a bit We've talked about Christian workers and missionaries, but what do you think uh, the difference is in their experience? So we can go even a little more specifically on the international missionary side. What do you what do you see for them that's different than our local domestic Christian workers? Mm. Well, I think we've touched on a little bit, but certainly the cultural differences. That's mm-hmm. I remember having a a couple images when I first went to Ecuador that. God gave me to describe how I was feeling. I often think okay. in images and yeah. creative, you know, ways of what is it that I'm really experiencing right now? And I had this this thought about a table that is beautifully set with all the silverware, plates, glasses, mm-hmm. food, and it looks so perfect. 
And then someone comes along and pulls the tablecloth out, and everything goes flying in the air. Okay. That's how I felt. Yeah. That I... (laughs) And I knew my culture and how to live in my culture. Right. I went to this culture, and I was a fish out of water, had no idea. And everything that was familiar was now not familiar. Right. So it was that sense of uh, chaos and confusion. Yeah. I I think of the big things, like the language, cultural norms, that's all different. But then we get down to the little things, like just maybe I have to boil my water now Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. um, just these these little things about everyday life that you relearn and you don't know your grocery store anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Having to learn a whole new city, which is hard anyway, but then doing it when you can't communicate with people, maybe. It's the most humbling experience of my life. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. As I was learning the language, I was 26 years old, and I felt like a three-year-old. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my goodness, is anyone ever going to know me here? Am I ever going to know them here? Yeah. You feel, I think, that loneliness that you talked about earlier, that Uh separation, that I can't even communicate with people, and Mm -hmm. they can't know me or even know my personality, Mm -hmm. maybe, because that's hard to come out when learning a language. Right, right. The other illustration, really quick, yeah. was the idea, and these are very old-fashioned washers oh, okay. that were the kind that you had to push the clothes through, and then it just wrung the clothes all out, and they were completely dry. I felt completely wrung out and, yeah. and completely worn and right. not myself. That was right. the other image I mm. had. But I love that now you having this experience and honestly learning the hard way, maybe going before (laughs) ministries and mission organizations knew what they know now. Mm -hmm. I hear that you you learned the hard way, truly. And so now I imagine you speaking, you know, I know you travel and speak to missionaries and people abroad. And I just imagine that you can empathize (laughs) to the the highest degree, which Mm. is, you know, I think God using some of your suffering even to let you relate and now help people in their own healing and journey in these arenas so it's not wasted but I'm Mm. sure you're glad (laughs) maybe that season's over for now (laughs) yeah okay well thank you so much for being here today Christine we're gonna we're gonna wrap up our first part of our two-part series on caring for people in Christian ministry with an emphasis on our international missionaries So we've talked a lot about the practical needs and challenges that people in ministry and missionaries face. And tune in next week to hear about how churches and individuals can care for these workers well and practically meet their needs for Christian workers, missionaries, and their families. I'm Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter. Wellspring on the Air is a production of Wellspring Counseling, a nonprofit professional counseling center with multiple locations in Miami-Dade County. Wellspring therapists are licensed by the state of Florida and Christian in their worldviews. They have wide ranges of clinical expertise, including marriage, family, anxiety, depression, and trauma. Their diverse group of therapists includes several who speak Spanish or Portuguese. If you would like to know more about Wellspring's services of counseling and education, go to their website at wellspringmiami.org or give them a call at 786-573-7010 or email them at ontheair at wellspringmiami.org. Again, you can find a way to contact them at wellspringmiami.org.